0: Alright, hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm David Hey, and we're down to the final four Iacon relics. To That's collect. right, we're also Ooh. down
0: to the last disc of uh, the DVD set for Season 2. Ooh.
1: Yes. Fancy. Yes, and then we get to move on to the last ones. Um, is the la- third season shorter? Well, third
0: season is only 13 episodes, and there is a three-episode movie to close it out oh
1: right oh shoot do I I think I have that but I'm not positive
0: it might also be on Netflix
2: yeah Predacons Rising seems to be like I mean it's also probably like a five dollar DVD in a bin of kids DVDs at your local grocery store
0: also that
1: yeah
2: but that seems to be the one most readily available piece of Prime
1: video
0: mmm yeah Anyways, so I
1: think it came with some toy, but I can't remember what.
0: Maybe the big uh, Predaking?
1: Yeah, I think I have a Predaking. I don't remember if I got the big
0: Predaking. Anyway, it is a hard knock life for us.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> because
0: this episode is Hard Knocks. Uh, first aired October 5th, 2012. Written by uh, show favorite writer, Margaret Scott.
2: Yay! Yay!
0: And it is episode number 48.
2: I guess that that would explain why Knockout is so great in this.
0: He is indeed <laughs> great in this. Yes. And yeah, uh, the, the plot continues. We are relic hunting like Tia Carrere.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, that that's that's really only a Canadian thing. That might have aired once in America. It wasn't aired in eternity no. like it was
0: in Canada.
2: I'm pretty sure. That show least.
0: is still on the air in Canada.
2: Okay, I don't th- I don't know that it's still on the air here, but I know that the few uh, TV stations that were still showing like hour long syndicated format stuff uh, and and had time in their you know time slots available that were not taking it up entirely by CW content uh, absolutely showed Relic Hunter with Tia Carrere.
0: <laughs> it's like Tomb Raider, except Canadian.
2: Yeah, and you know, not licensed Tomb Raider. No.
0: It's definitely a a title that they came up with by running the title of Tomb Hunter through a thesaurus a couple of times.
2: <laughs> not even a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> Just once.
0: Anyway, so it's uh, like yeah.
2: it's a it's the Laura Croft action figure that you find in like big lots. <laughs> And her face is like super wall eyed and it's, it looks kind of melted.
0: Man, that is a harsh way to talk about Tia Carrere. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. I, I,
0: I must disagree because, as we all know, if she was a president, she would be Babe Abraham Lincoln.
2: <laughs> God damn it. You can't just have Wayne's Ugh. World references in the middle of our perfectly good Transformers <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, because I, I, I haven't seen that in forever, and all I can remember is car and game on.
0: Oh, well, you, you don't remember uh, Stan Makita's Donuts? <laughs> what? No. That was, that was the donut shop run by Al Bundy.
1: Yes. What? See, now I'm not even sure I've seen the whole movie.
0: <laughs> See, it's a knockoff of Tim Hortons because Tim Horton was a hockey player, and so was Stan Makita. Yes. Okay. Anyway, this episode.
1: Also.
2: The car absolutely was Nightbeat as a uh, AMC Pacer. <laughs> <laughs> and now you will never unsee that when you look at Nightbeat. Sorry. <clears throat>
0: So previously on Transformers Prime, Optimus Prime got the Star Saber, but then Megatron went out and uh, did some uh, some tomb raiding of his own, stole a dead guy's arm, and made himself the dark Star Saber with which he broke the regular Star Saber.
2: <laughs> he's so bad it's at last naming of all things. Of one also, he's a ghoul, and-, uh, and also, I think he really should have made a sword out of cheese. That would have been more impressive.
1: This it? no, just not Minecraft where you can make things out of anything with mods. No, but Megatron is effectively telling us what happened in the last episode. He's telling his awesome war stories in the office at the water cooler, only Soundwave's the only one there
0: to listen. Well, he's a good listener.
2: I personally choose to True. believe, though, that you know he's all like, oh, you should have seen the look on Prime's face. I mean, Soundwave probably did see it in some fashion or another. <laughs> it, like... I don't know, molesting some surveillance satellites or at least <laughs> just sending laser beak. So he probably did see it.
0: I, I, he was probably just narrating the whole thing like Michael Pena in uh, Ant-Man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so then Optimus Prime was like, no, bro, you just destroyed my sword.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would be exactly like that. That's why we never really hear soundwave talk. If we did, it would be hilarious and not threatening at all.
0: Anyway, we're we're also looking for the omega keys. There are 4 of them. You got to collect them all and then you can uh, restart Cybertron. <laughs>
2: That's a lot of keys for an ignition switch, but you know, I guess they yeah, probably seems, have their idea,
1: Their their reasons. Uh, but I guess if you start restarting an entire planet, it well no, still that's still overly complicated it, system. It's like launching the nukes in a submarine. Yes, yeah, but then that's just two. But having four, you got to turn on all at once. That that's
0: well, oh, presumably. I mean, could you use this on like a different planet to like terraform it, like uh, that's like the a good Genesis question. device?
1: Is, oh man, isn't that something that is going to come up? That feels like something
0: that should come. Oh, actually, up. I think it is right. So. So, I can see why you would need four things, because that's... Very dangerous. You know, that's... You could use that on, like, some unsuspecting planet, and it would be totally boned.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. extremely dangerous.
0: Anyway, so, uh, they have detected another one of these relics. Um, the, remember, the Autobots have one of the four keys.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: And so, uh, Meg... And so Knockout is feeling very proactive about, uh, going on this mission, because he's still mad about the last time he went on one of these and got totally busted up by Bumblebee, a bunch of children, and a possibly insane sewer worker.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, but it, 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 it does feel oddly, like you said, it's oddly proactive for Knockout, even though he did, like, it feels like a weird switch in him, although I guess it's just because for the last few episodes he hasn't been doing much of anything.
0: Well, I mean, A, Knockout may be a switch. I wouldn't rule that out. And also... This is true. (laughs) And also, I think it's more of a, listen, Margaret likes writing Knockout. Knockout's going to be in this episode.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: He's a good boy. He deserves to be in this episode. (laughs) Also, I like that he specifically wants an electro-disruptor cannon, uh, which I believe... It's something typically associated with Wheeljack. Uh, I believe it is the thing that made G1 Megatron fall to his knees, at which point Starscream declared that Megatron had fallen and he was the new leader. <laughs> uh, but also it would be a very name appro- So maybe he figured that like Soundwave got a, a super name appropriate weapon. So Knockout wants a super name appropriate weapon. He wants something that's going to knock yep. people out. So that's, that's very cute of him.
0: So he goes and he is taking the resonance blaster, which was the, like, sound device that Soundwave used earlier.
2: Yes. Which, I mean, you can't just... I mean, I guess you can borrow some guy's, like, super name-appropriate signature weapon if said guy never actually leaves the base. So I guess that's okay.
0: Hey, Soundwave, can I borrow it? Don't say anything if I can. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Basically. Anyway, meanwhile, back at the Ottawa base, we're getting more exciting decoding action.
2: (gasps) Oh, yeah, standing in front of that. It's like like watching hackers. Yeah.
0: Anyway, and while this is going on, Smokescreen has decided that he's the protagonist.
1: (laughs) Yeah, oh, like. Oh, he's being so punchable. He's he's the worst. Yes, cause 'cause he's swearing up and down that he is the special and he will do the thing because he is the hero of the story and everybody else is just giving him the side eye and sighing i mean i listen.
2: really like that he completely glosses over because he's like oh yeah it's it's fate because i was in the icon underground or icon underground i'm plugging our <laughs> podcast and i was in the icon archives and then like boom i was here on earth with you prime and it's like Weren't you like captured by Decepticons and on a Decepticon prison ship? Are we just going to gloss that part over that you like got <laughs> captured? Yeah, he's being extremely punchable and uh RC and Bumblebee really want to punch him.
0: Yeah, listen, I'm I'm looking around everybody else here. Nobody else is the hot rod. Clearly I am the hot rod. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like that can be applied to many situations
0: i mean it's it's, it's not uh, it's not the uh, the the goofy r2d2 sidekick it's not the big fat guy it's not the old doctor man and it's, it's definitely not, uh, not the girl it's not, definitely not the uh, definitely not lady murder face <laughs> <laughs> so therefore it's me
2: yes i guess i've got the touch one and of those the power stories. yeah <laughs> I guess he figures this isn't one of those stories about, like, the dark assassin becoming the special chosen person, so it can't be RC because she no. is a murder monster. <laughs> also a girl. And this anyway, is a young adult fiction.
0: Anyway, it turns out he is not the chosen one, because he is not chosen to go on this mission.
1: Womp <laughs> <laughs> <Prime> womp. <laughs> the best.
0: It's RC and Bumblebee, and uh they go to a very picturesque sort of rock quarry by a lake.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it um, it's very hey, haven't we been here before? Isn't this where Cliff Jumper died?
0: I don't it, think it was quite it, this it's pretty pretty
1: up with Well it's got the rocks in the center and I, I think they actually changed the scale so it's not a giant pit. But it does look kinda neat. The limitations of three D. We get we get familiar with terrain.
2: Rocks fall, everyone dies. The end.
0: Uh no, no. Instead, Knox fall. Everyone dies because knockout shows oh. up yes. with this uh, residence blaster. He just kicks everyone's ass.
2: He is so full of himself, and it is a delight.
0: And he thinks he has like these great, like James Bond. I just killed a guy. Oh. One liners, but they all suck.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're 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 all. It's like he's trying to make puns, but they're not really puns. Like, he's saying things about sound waves or a knockout, and it's like, yeah, you're not even trying, guy, and...
2: Also, we've established at this point that basically Megatron is going to go after these keys, because he doesn't know what they are, but the Autobots want them, so he wants them. Yes. Which, I mean, that that
1: that scans.
2: That seems legit.
1: I mean, yeah, kind of, but, um, it, is it weird that he's now has a gun that shoots pink circles at people?
0: Uh, I don't think that's deliberate.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, well, okay. it did well, that when Sound Soundwave, Soundwave had it.
0: Did, did use it first. And I don't so, think yeah. he keeps it, if I remember correctly.
2: No, he gives no? it back.
0: No, I don't. Oh, apparently, uh, according to the wiki, this is kind of the last time we see it.
2: Oh. Oh. I thought Soundwave had it later.
0: Uh, he has something that apparently looks like it later. Uh-huh. Does? Yes. When he appears much, much later. hmm Oh. oh. Well, but we will really get cool. to that when we get to it.
2: I guess Soundwave having, like, a very serious weapon would be overkill, because he's already too badass. hmm And that would just make the entire show have to be about him at that point.
0: <laughs> it's like when they, uh... It's like when the G.I. Joe comic book became Snake Eyes featuring G.I. Joe. <laughs> yes! Yeah. It would
2: be Soundwave featuring Transformers Prime. <laughs>
0: uh, anyway, so he kicks their collective ass and takes this, uh, this key, but he doesn't know what it is. Nope. And Megatron doesn't know what it is.
2: Nope, but the Autobots wanted mm. it. So he wants so, it.
0: Therefore, I gotta have it. Yes. I, I, I must catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, they, they're, the Decepticons are trying to figure out what it is. Uh, the Autobots are getting fixed because Bumblebee really get, like, there, there's a shot where, like, his entire chest just kind of cracks.
2: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty brutal. Ah. Yeah. It's it's doing a lot of damage, and he like lowers the frequency on it, and then I guess it does more damage. He drops the bass. There's like a, a switch on it to drop the bass.
0: And <laughs> he is definitely planning to steal this thing to become a DJ.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, Starscream's back.
2: Yes, he's complaining about how the the speed boosting energon is super slow to to process. It's like, well, maybe it's got to save all the speed for being actually speedy.
0: And know. unfortunately, even though he got a pretty big chunk of it, he's only got enough for two doses of super speed. Put a pin in that for next episode. <laughs> this is <laughs> these Make few episodes are actually very cleverly plotted.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Well, it, it's a very story arc long plot continuing, but it, I think now they finally got in the hang of it because like earlier, it, it just seemed like episodes were cut up in odd ways that oh, the story has to end here because this episode does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's kind of got the hang of how story arcs flow better.
2: If only the current ongoing comic could figure that out.
1: Yeah. Uh... <laughs> womp womp.
2: Definitely womp womp.
0: Anyway, so they so the uh the Decepticons have found a new coordinate, the Autobots have found a new coordinate, everybody's heading out, and in this case it's Bulkhead and Smokescreen. And these two are maybe not a great team. Because <laughs> for one, yeah. well RC has just had it with uh with smokescreen.
2: Yeah, she is absolutely ready to punch him. Uh, also I just want to point out that Starscream has a map of the US and it does look like Louisiana is back. So for anyone worried Yay! about what was happening with Louisiana in the previous episode, uh it looks I mean it, it looks like there may be a little weirdness around there on the map, but it does look like it is at least not in the middle of Texas anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's been sorted maybe, out.
1: Maybe it was hovering above Texas, and like that's an episode of Rescue Bob <laughs> that we just haven't watched. <gasps> maybe.
0: Oh, and it's just the cast doing bad Cajun accents.
2: Oh, that would oh. be adorable. Oh that's man, if we do
0: be- not fix uh, Louisiana, it is gonna crash right into Houston. I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds adorable.
2: I don't understand Cajun unless they're talking about thieves and assassins.
0: This whole town will become a giant bowl of a spicy gumbo. <laughs> that kind of became Jamaican at the end. There, I'm sorry. Yeah, or something. It slid into a different accent. I'm sorry. I, Listen, I'm I, I watched uh, Long Shot 48 hours ago, and I've been doing the Seth Rogen laugh ever since. I, no. My accent is oh, no. uh, totally jumbled now. I'm lucky he's Canadian. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm too phlegmy to try accents right now. Anyway, these these two are perhaps not a great duo because Bulkhead almost forgets to bring their like artifact detector machine.
2: Yes. Also, RC is like seriously keep an eye on him. He's a mess, and Bulkhead is like I'm fine. He's not. A,
1: he can't be as bad as Miko. I know.
0: She says to keep an eye on Destiny's Child.
1: Yes, which yes. like okay, um, that one—that's a weird reference from Arcee. Unless Jack's been playing that music for her. I Too, think like yes. Is. Isn't that kind of a late reference? Like, was is Destiny's Child still going at the time the show aired? They were not.
0: I, but listen, that is a classic band.
1: I uh, yeah, it I is guess. a classic.
2: Group. I mean, to think of also. Ev- I kind of feel like Space Mom is allowed to be a decade behind on music.
1: I suppose. I mean, She's listen. I mean,
0: think about everything that Smokescreen's been through. He's a survivor. He's not going to give up. <laughs> uh, He's going to work harder. He's going to get stronger. <laughs>
1: oh, I, I don't want him to get stronger. But He's like, an independent
0: woman. The... <laughs> He's I... bootylicious.
1: Damn it! Stop with the songs. Bad enough with the knockouts, bad putts. I'm I'm of two minds. Of bulkhead forgetting the doohickey to find the key thing. Because it's either like, okay, maybe he's being more like animated bulkhead where he was adorable and forgetful and and would do that kind of shit. It doesn't feel like this bulkhead. Alternate idea, which kind of makes sense. Arcee nicked it out of his pocket so he would turn around so she could whisper to him. (laughs) That is entirely
2: possible. I am going to propose propose a third option Bulkhead is less bitter about smokescreen these days because he's realized, actually, he's really cute and he was checking out his ass.
1: (laughs) No!
0: I mean, I just said he was bootylicious.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And and Bulkhead's just thinking, maybe I'm not ready for this jelly.
1: (laughs) I suppose for the robot asses, his might be the best, because, like, Prime has zero ass. RC's (laughs) is thankfully not that detailed. Bulkhead... Well, he's a sphere. I'm not mm-hmm. sure about Bumblebee's butt, though. Bumblebee's butt in the next series probably looks like. I mean, good. it would make mm-hmm. sense
0: if he had, you know, a sizable butt being named after bumblebee. Maybe that's how he got the name. Yeah. <laughs> a bumble butt. <laughs>
2: No, oh, I I will say that he bulkhead does have a point, and that at least, uh, unlike Miko, Smokescreen can't hide in small crevices that you didn't think <laughs> to check before you left, and he doesn't squish easily. so. Yeah, <laughs> he's it's yeah. and probably a much easier to handle Miko.
0: Smokescreen does possess; he possesses some self-preservation uh, <laughs> instincts, not yes. many, but some.
1: Yes, but. But in a way, I think he takes more risks than Miko, other than Miko just following is her biggest risk. It, it, after that, she doesn't do a lot to get in that much trouble. Well, and being squishable. And being squishable, but yeah. But, okay, so they go through the portal, and now we have a nice setting with oh, Paul. Oh, it leaves. is a
0: lovely autumn oh. hillside.
1: It's so it looks pretty. looks so good. It's like, did we see it on the map? I feel like this is in New Hampshire.
0: They're de- I, they're I definitely like a bunch of New Yorkers who are there for the foliage.
1: I I was yeah.
2: I was definitely feeling kind of a Shenandoah vibe too. So yeah, I think while Star little map that had uh Louisiana back in its proper location uh was indicating California, I I think this really feels more East Coast.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, the the way the the rocks and mountainousness is behind all the trees. It's, it's very New Hampshire Vermont area. Possibly somewhere in New York maybe.
0: Like spots. upstate New York. Yeah.
2: I'm sticking with Shenandoah because I live in Virginia.
0: <laughs> I I just note from the uh, from the Jimmy Stewart movie.
2: <laughs> oh. What about the Fallout seventy six commercials and not actually Fallout seventy six because nobody plays that bullshit?
1: <laughs> also making fun of it.
0: Or uh. starting a cannibal commune.
2: That sounds fine.
0: Anyway, so we so they get there, and indeed, it turns out that our old pal Dreadwing is there, and he <gasps> has put bombs everywhere.
1: He's punishing. He's just there, chilling and illing.
2: Yes. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to get over it. I I can't get past it. But uh, <laughs> but yes, I'm very glad to see that he's back to using bombs. Yes. Because that was, you know, started out as sort of a signature thing of his, and I felt like it was forgotten for a bit. But we are we are definitely back on the bomb Yep. Now. Maybe again because Margaret Scott is writing, and and Margaret yeah. Scott has a very good eye for characters. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. and so
0: also
2: a good eye for terrible, not intentionally terrible, knockout dialogue.
0: <laughs> and so they. He sets off all these bombs in what in a series of lovely rendered explosions.
1: Yeah. Well, it does seem weird that like he planted some of the bombs like fifty feet up in trees.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean he can fly, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, but like it doesn't like knocking off a treetop, like I don't think that's
0: gonna incapacitate well, think the, the Autobots who more can't than... fly. Well or maybe <laughs> to it'll just have
2: the concussive explosive force coming from more directions. Or, I, I don't yes. assume he's actually trying to splinter them to death. I assume the idea is the explosions will cause the damage and the trees were just a convenient place to put them.
0: Of course, if they're in New England, they could be like coated with uh, hot uh, boiling maple syrup. <laughs> probably like getting their joints. Ooh. Yes.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. With the maple... Well, they're maple trees. I, yeah, I, maple. I remember
0: in some continuities, Transformers can be uh immobilized by fire-retardant foam. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes.
2: <laughs> I loved you on it. So stupid.
0: <laughs> anyway, Bulk is all laid. Smokescreen, you get the artifact. I will fight Dreadwing. And they have, perhaps this show's Zack snyder fight. <laughs>
1: I, it- I guess it was It was pretty damn good. Oh,
0: it's cool. It's
2: it's very stylish, very very stylish. I mean,
0: for one,
1: bulkhead being bulkhead being used to fighting a big blue dude. Yes,
0: and also for I mean, unlike a Zack Snyder movie, this is also a very colorful fight.
1: Yes, yes. There's there's more than black and there's a bunch of Ah. schmutz all over the camera.
2: The foliage (laughs) is so pretty.
0: I'm sorry, bulkhead. What did you say your mother's name is?
1: Uh, (laughs) No, no, that's a digression. No, we we don't need to do that. But but like I was thinking about in a different in a discord a few days ago with people like if you break down the basic story of that movie, it's not entirely bad. It's like the execution and the exact dialogue that's just horrible, like in the scene where Batman's punching the crap out of Superman if Superman would be like, no, you gotta save my mother. And Batman's like, I don't give a crap who your alien mother is. And he said, "Mom, no, my mom, Martha. Wait, what? <gasps> like, what? but the way it plays out in the movie, it's like the worst possible execution of that idea. <laughs> he just blurts out Martha. It's like, the fuck? I wasn't even, like, I wasn't insulting your mother or anything. <laughs>
0: Hey, Superman, your mother sucks. Yeah. Anyway, so... No, no, this... Martha!
1: Martha doesn't suck! Wait, what? See, again, <laughs> just... Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Zack Snyder, bad at many things, and dialogue is one of them. Although maybe that's a script. Anyway, up, but... yeah.
0: So this, this this fight is very cool, and I think this is where we get the titular hard knocks, as these guys are just getting hella punched in the face. Yes. Yeah. And also, I wonder if the slow-mo isn't sort of a hint as to what's coming later in the episode. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, visual shorthand. That's right. Mm. Because uh, Yeah, so th- so there's a bit where, you know, Dreadwing, as he does, plants a bomb on Bulkhead, and then as their fight nears its end, he then pulls out his flip phone and triggers the bomb and... It turns out that Bulkhead is somehow way nimbler of hand than he appears. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well
0: because he has I I don't even know if he can reach his own back. Well,
1: it wasn't entirely. He can definitely reach Dreadwing's back. It was on the tire that's on the top of his back. Which I guess he rotated the tire to get it closer to his hand or something. Anyway And then he sticks it on like the, the delay on that bomb that Dreadwing has is ridiculously long. Yes. It's like 15 seconds after he
0: hits the button. And also it's beeping loudly, so it tells you where the bomb is.
1: Yes. He has enough time to fumble at the back, miss it a few times, and then throw it, and it's not like a... Th- it explodes, like, even, like, when it's just leaving his hand. It gets, like, 50 feet away before it explodes, and that still, that concussive blast knocks him out.
0: But. Like, you really got to work <laughs> on those bombs, uh, Dreadwing.
1: Or, plus, it was stuck on, like, his sword. He could have taken the sword off and started to throw that. It would have been a little bit quicker. Yeah,
2: you would think for that being his signature thing that maybe they would be a little better. Yeah. But then I guess you'd be wrong.
0: So anyway, meanwhile, while all this is going on. Smokescreen has found uh, the Omega Key, uh, but then he just gets cold cocked by a mysterious assailant.
2: So he he followed the, uh, the arrow on his mini map pointing to his quest objective. And then he got there and he saw this little canister and it had sparkles around it. And when he, he put his cursor over it, it had a little gear icon. So he clicked on it and now the quest item is in his
1: inventory. Well, it starts to go in his inventory, but Dr. Zoom shows up and
0: kicks
1: his ass. Dun, dun, dun. I I'm guess sorry, that...
0: it's Professor Zoom.
1: Yes. Oh, it is now? Oh.
0: I'm sorry, I, d- I didn't graduate summa cum laude from evil university to be called <laughs> Dr. Zoom. Do I looked like an ear, nose, and throat guy. <laughs> Dr. Uh... Zoom.
1: Oh, that's something we have never had. The reverse Starscream.
0: Would that be well that would be a guy who's just super loyal all the time. That's just Scorponok from uh, Beast Wars.
1: Uh, I yeah, mean, I guess it's kind of Scorponok. Armada Starscream
2: was loyal until he got screwed over too many times. I mean
0: he was more of a he was more oh. of a fake dinobot.
2: And then he was mm. like Told the many like the mini cons were trying to make him feel better and he told them to go away because he didn't need their sympathy and then he was like,
1: and then he even was the many
2: cons have abandoned me and I have never <laughs> felt so relatable. <laughs> There's never been a more relatable character woman. <laughs> yeah. I, <sighs> I love that. It was it. just when I was like cleaning some stuff out I found an armada vhs tape and that happened to be one of the episodes on it and i got to that and i was like oh my god the <laughs> <surf> screen!" <laughs> uh, i love him
0: so anyway uh eventually bulkhead comes across uh smokescreen he doesn't have the key and uh you know smokescreen is feeling like oh no i was the protagonist now i failed so so we're doomed
2: I guess I'm just not the protagonist now. I, I guess I was, I don't know, the Springer all along. Oh, no. <laughs> not that.
0: I was the Springer, maybe even the Blur.
2: <clears throat> yeah, I'm
0: not, poor I'm guy. Not even vo- I don't even get a celebrity voice actor. I'm just the Micro Machines guy. <laughs>
2: Seems very sad. <laughs>
0: But uh, you know, Bucket's, you know, they need four of these, uh, you know, they've got, uh, two, I guess now. But it turns out that the Decepticons only have one, and the other one is held by Starscream. <gasps> who, to- <Yay! gasps> who, who took his, it's a uh... Three-way
1: Mexican standoff. Yeah, yes. the, uh, he, uh,
0: he, he took the red energy on, he, you know, became one with the speed force, and he stole this key. And that—that was—that's what I was sort of thinking about. um You know why we saw bits of that in slow motion? Because that's what Starscream's seeing.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. I mean, maybe. I think it was just to be cool, but it's possible that yeah, it was actually that. intentionally that clever. I'll allow it. Yeah, so,
0: I'll you believe know, they, in it. Yeah, so they so they get back, and you know. Smokescreen's pretty down on himself, and RC's all, well, hey, maybe if you, you know, uh, weren't such a little jerk, and, uh, actually worked with some of us, you wouldn't be such a huge failure.
1: Oh, yeah, it's nice, cause, like, <laughs> RC, RC gives a prime speech, only it's not uplifting, it's, it's down putting on Smokescreen.
2: Yes, it's the mean version of a prime speech.
1: In the middle of it, Optimus is like, eh, maybe you should lay off. It's like, no, no, I'm not finished yet. He needs to hear this.
0: Well, instead, sm- he does. Instead, Smokescreen decides that he is going to run away. So goodbye, forever.
2: Yeah, yay! You didn't appreciate him.
1: Good riddance! We don't need him. He's he's just a hindrance on the show. He contributes nothing. And
0: I don't think his toy is even out yet.
1: No, it's definitely not. I don't think it shows up till next year. Yeah. No, it doesn't because it's a it's a beast. Um, yeah, beast. Thing.
2: Yeah, beast hunters. Because it's got all those rubbery bits that I tossed in a bin and yep. forgot about until I was looking in the bin. And I was like, what are these for? Oh, right. Those are for smokescreen.
0: I guess a net for some reason. I guess the, to catch the beasts in a net.
2: Yeah. Like, that's totally going to work yeah. with Predacon.
1: two of the beast toys. <laughs> Right, no wait, there was more beast toys. Yeah, there, there were actually a lot of show, beast right. toys.
0: It's just they didn't make it to the show. There was even a lady beast yeah. that didn't make yeah. it to the show.
1: Oh, oh, I love that toy. Yes. I, I wish they would have gotten a bunch of redecos. There was a Japanese one that I was oh, really right. tempted oh, by. She
2: had that great tail.
0: Yes.
1: Oh, the t- t- tail gimmick. Oh, that was so cool. And then good. she weirdly uh, had
0: like a comics only repaint.
1: Yes. Yeah, that was neat. Uh <laughs> oh that's that's something we should look up at some point the prime colors. Oh right. Uh, Does anybody have them? I do. I might okay, somewhere. I, think I got a few. Hmm. Maybe that's a mid-season thought.
0: All right. So, anyway, um we're back on the Nemesis. Megatron is all God damn it Dreadwing, you blew it again.
2: Alas. Uh, how about th-
0: Soundwave? How is that project that's going to pay off in a few episodes going? Because uh, Soundwave, we've remembered that, oh, yeah, the Decepticons still, even almost two seasons in, do not know where the Autobot base is.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, but I guess it makes sense. Although (laughs) Soundwave has basically been triangulating it by, oh, shit, a lot of the places we see the small children happen to be in this one small area. Let's figure it out.
0: Where, where is there like a huge ass rock formation that might have a bunch of robots living out? Yeah. And indeed, so yeah, because... A
2: plus job. Yeah. You would think so indeed- they might have figured it out sooner.
0: You would think. They've been very busy.
2: I guess that's true. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so indeed they've found, uh, right around this area, uh, Smokescreen. <gasps> and he has turned off his phone
2: which i i feel like that shows that uh the autobots in this series uh are are trusted to a higher level than in uh transformers animated where they had to get out of phone calls they didn't want to take by making static noises <laughs> It just immediately made me think of that joke from, from Animated. I was like, well, I guess that implies that they trust them to actually be able to make that decision for themselves, whereas in Animated they couldn't be trusted that much.
0: I mean, that's probably correct. Yes. So, indeed, Smokescreen just gets his ass kicked and gets hauled back to uh, the Decepticon base like a sack full of potatoes, and that's where the episode ends. <gasps>
1: well, um, no. we're... we're Aren't we leaving out an important point about why Smoke Screen is important? Oh, at this that's point? right, because because Prime decodes the la the the, the location of the last the f- cyber planet key or whatever the fuck it is, and the, and the he,
0: fourth Omega key.
1: It slowly loads a pixelated JPEG, which turns <laughs> out to be oh that that's the character model of Smoke Screen. Oh shit, he is the special.
0: Oh no, he is the chosen one. I was hoping
2: it would be Prime. But yeah, no, he, he sadly is actually the chosen one, much to everyone's chagrin, because yeah, he's, he's never gonna, he's gonna be intolerable when they find him.
0: <laughs> if they find him alive.
2: Yes. I guess that begs the question though, will it still work if he's a dead body?
0: Uh, the Decepticons are definitely gonna find out.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, just like, give knockout a chainsaw in a few minutes to himself. He'll get that key out no matter what.
0: <laughs> yeah, and we'll find out. this out and more in the next episode. Inside job.
1: <gasps> dun dun dun.
0: So I enjoyed this episode just because there's so much stuff going on.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it kind of feels like two episodes were condensed into one episode, but it doesn't. It feels like there's a lot going on, not that it's rushed. It It's odd, but it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we go through, like, three... Discovering three keys in one episode? That, that's a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing is, the keys by themselves aren't very interesting. You can't do anything with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's kind of hard to stretch them out. It, it would be padding if it had been three episodes finding three more keys. I mean, if this was an
0: episode of Cybertron, this would have been, like, five episodes.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, but uh, overall, you know, a very enjoyable episode. Uh, Margaret Scott is always good. She's uh, she has a very good handle on the characters. Yeah. I still think it's kind of weird that Dre- the Dreadwing is the you know honorable villain guy who also plants secret bombs. Yeah, that's <laughs> yes. still. But that's weird. not on her.
1: Yeah. No, that that that's in the, the character setup and Tony Todd does somehow manage the sell it. Yes.
0: I mean, I guess much as he was the candyman who was this, you know, sort of, you know, vaguely honorable supernatural figure who also just kinda randomly hooked uh people with his hook hand.
2: Yes, as you do.
0: Again, kind of a thematic mishmash, because he's a ghost, he's got, like, a hook for a hand, and also he's full of bees. <laughs> yeah,
2: th- but th- at least uh, they're not Nazi bees. Well, no. no th-
1: he's not. He has a swarm, he is not the swarm.
0: No, he's just... And uh during the filming of that movie, he had to have a bunch of bees crawling around on him. Occasionally in his mouth.
2: Eh. Ew. Okay, not the mouth part, but the rest, eh. Uh, yeah, the,
0: the mouth part's you gotta it's make sacrifices doable. for your art. Yes. Yeah. And sacrifices to be invited to every horror convention for the next 30 years. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, that is Hard Knocks. We'll be back, uh, next time, uh, well, on Cybertron with Inside Job, but I believe our next episode is in fact an episode of Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod with a very special guest.
2: Yay! Yes we have Greg Seppelak, uh M Cypher uh who along with our previous guest host Trent Troop uh was one of the major people behind the original Shattered Glass Transformers series that of course we we now know uh Dot Gridman draws heavily from yes so yay oh.
0: So until then, of course, you can find us all over the internet. We are on uh, Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we are on the crumbling Hulk of Tumblr.
2: And yeah, well, um,
1: <laughs> technically, but I haven't touched it in a well, while. Well, we'll we'll
0: yeah. we'll cross that bridge when it gets purchased by Pornhub.
2: Yes, that'll be fine. Oh, then then yeah, we'll be back that- to more aggressively using Tumblr. <laughs> But, uh, yes, I mean, we are hosted yeah. by IaconUnderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses that is patreon.com slash iconunderground. Uh, this month we are talking Avengers Endgame for our special Patreon episode. Uh, next month probably some Godzilla.
1: Ooh. Definitely Godzilla. <laughs> I'm forcing you people to yes, watch Godzilla. If, if we I mean, do not,
2: we're definitely seeing Godzilla up
1: from the depths.
0: Yeah, it, thirty stories high. Listen, if we do not see it, David will either vaporize vaporize us with his atomic breath, or make us watch the Matthew Broderick movie.
1: <laughs> no, no, that would be torture for me.
0: <laughs> now, I he'll just make the.
1: I
2: think it was at Endgame. There are so many Endgame other
1: movies that I'd
2: rather watch. No, I don't think it was Endgame. It was some, I think it was Captain Marvel. There was a trailer for it. And I may be, be the only person who ever sitting in a theater cheered the appearance of Charles Dance on a screen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was the worst Lannister, and that's saying a lot. Uh,
0: I hear that. I Here I thought you just loved him from his appearance in uh, Last Action Hero.
2: I I actually am especially mm. fond of the uh, the scene of him doing uh, super erotic, uh, super homo erotic <laughs> vampire stuff to uh, Luke Evans in Dracula Untold.
0: I've now seen that movie, and I blame you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I accept that blame.
0: <laughs> Man, they want that guy to be the Nick Fury of vampires.
2: They really do. They really did want him to be did, because I'm just Jeez. assuming that all of this is.
0: Listen, the Dark Universe, they are going to make it happen. There's an Invisible Woman movie coming out now with um, Elizabeth Moss.
2: Look, I have no Allegedly. problem with with ongoing Luke Evans vampirism. So <laughs> if if they want to give me more of this, I will absolutely be there.
0: I mean, you may be out of luck with that one, and also, sorry, fans of Tom Cruise as the guy from The Mummy who should have just been Brendan Fraser.
1: Like, I
2: guess yeah, both they're fans
1: they're... of that.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, man, just imagine if, if the, the Brendan Fraser movies had become a monster universe. That'd be a fun one.
0: Oh, man, Brendan Fraser oh. versus Dracula? I'd watch that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Brendan Fraser making friends with Alucard.
0: <laughs> Rachel Weiss punching a Gilman.
1: Yeah. Ooh, Gilman movies. Oh, Her
0: no. brother played by that dude from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh. Huh.
0: Anyway, so that is Hard Knocks. Uh, please join us again next time. And until then, I'm Rob.
1: I'm Jen. And I'm David.